Hi, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Numbers. My name is Dave Bookbinder. This is the program where we dig deeper to understand what matters most in business. I am a managing director at B. Riley Financial, and I'm also the author of the new ROI, Return on Individuals. You can feel free to reach out to me. You'll find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Today, we're going to be talking about the subject of marketing automation. And I'm pleased to welcome my guest, who I would characterize as a serial entrepreneur, Anu Shukla, who's the co-founder and executive chair at Botco AI. Anu, thanks for getting up early to join us today on Behind the Numbers. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure here. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who you are, and then we'll dive in. So as you mentioned, Dave, I am a serial entrepreneur. I've done about five companies, in fact, exactly five companies. Uh, in the whole marketing automation, MarTech, ad tech space. I think most one of the most relevant things other than Botco AI, which I have, I'm a co-founder of right now, is that the first company I ever did was a company called Rubrik. And Rubrik was a pioneer in the field of marketing automation. About 17 years ago, when I started the company and I went out to get funding, many of the venture capitalists told me that that was an oxymoron, marketing automation. <laughs> marketing was really an art and could not be automated. As a practicing VP of marketing in a B2B environment, I told them, no, it's actually a science. And um, and we raised money. We raised about $13 million uh, for the company over the series A and B. It was a quick journey. About 18 months later, about five companies were trying to buy us, and we were acquired for about $400 million very quickly. But all of the concepts that were in rubric, you know, persisted and remained in the marketing automation industry, and which saw players like Eloqua, uh, Responses, Marketo, now owned by Adobe, it became an actually one of the legs of CRM in a very big industry. And I like to think that we're one of the pioneers that started it all. So uh, that is in a brief my background. Um, and I'm sure we can we can talk more about different subjects and marketing automation as we go along. Yep, we're definitely going to talk about that. And if we have some time towards the uh, back end of the program, definitely want to explore your journey of entrepreneurship, even if we just touch on it a little bit. But I'm going to start with Botco AI. And in looking at the website, it's, it's characterized as a conversational marketing platform. But what does that mean? That means, um, and again, back harking back to rubric. So. At, it, at Rubric, some of the things we pioneered were email, you know, relationship nurturing, email marketing. We used the internet uh, to and, and websites to really fold that into our marketing automation offering. And other than the addition of say, some social and some video and some advancement to campaign management, 19 or 17 years later, it's still the same thing. And Botco AI is trying to take the next leap forward into engagement and personalization by using AI and chat technologies to bring that in an enterprise and scalable way to um, enterprise, to business to business companies today. And so basically a conversational plat marketing platform allows you to create a template, a workflow of what a conversation might be in a natural language. And the AI actually drives the natural language response uh, to this conversation. So rather than sending people emails over six months, dripping them content, you can actually find out through a conversation one-to-one -one, what they are really looking for, 
and give them what they need. Instant is a new, you know, requirement for conversations uh, and for marketing. And, you know, we create that on-demand, you know, engagement that takes lead nurturing or or uh, email trip marketing from a six-month effort to something you can accomplish in six minutes. And that's really advancement that we have for marketing automation platform. Yeah, so without asking you to give away your secret sauce or anything that's proprietary, can you help us to understand how the AI component works in this context? The AI component is very much um, our digital natural language. So we have to have uh, a dictionary, a knowledge base, and the ability to uh, you know, understand English as it's spoken to us, recognize the words, recognize the, the phrases and sentences in English, and respond intelligently. So rather than have a pure script flow, where people have, are guided through a template, and they can only press buttons, we can let people type in free-form questions. Because behind it, we have hundreds of thousands of questions and words and phrases that the system is already trained in. That's one part of the AI. The other part of the AI is what I call practical for marketers. Marketers don't have a big budget and they're pre-campaign driven. So you may be you know, promoting one campaign on your website, on social, <clears throat> and you may have the next one in a few weeks. So AI needs to be trained very quickly. So the, the other AI we have is to take a lot of data, FAQs, white papers, you know, crawling just websites, and to be able to extract from that question answer pairs and understand what the most important things, questions people are going to ask and train the AI to answer that. So the ability to understand from just pure text exactly what the important data of questions are and, and frame them in a question answer, that's another part of the AI. So what it does for marketers allows you to, uh, to look at, you know, what people typically want and ask and what information you have and have that available in a conversational form. So those are just two pieces of the, the major AI that we have. Yeah, you, you mentioned uh, something about it, it enhances uh, the customer engagement experience, I think. And, you know, from my personal experience in, in dealing with what I would call the chatbots of the world, um, I didn't particularly feel engaged most of the time. I felt frustrated. Talk about how you are driving that engagement then with your product. Yes, I call it the difference between the basic scripted bots and the more advanced AI-driven ones. And so in our case, since we are able to understand uh, natural language, we not only create an optimized flow for a conversation and do have um, the integrations into enterprise systems, so it's more useful. So what you probably experience is chatbots that are do-it-yourself or very basic first-generation ones, and you can basically run out of steam in like question number three. In our case, People are able to get the exact information they want because we understand what they type in. We're integrated to systems of record. We have optimized workflows and we have contextual conversations. So these are just some of the few things that we do. So for example, we can understand if you're coming from a Google ad for shampoos. And that's just an example or, or some kind of a senior living center 
add. And then you can ask for, you know, what are the, you know, what are the, the, the menus? Uh, what are the floor plans? And we can actually show all of that to you because we're integrated into systems or records and we can extract that for you. So rather than pointing and clicking and looking for information or even using automated chat that runs out of steam in question number three, we can take you most of the way there. And we actually also have the ability to do a live chat handover in case we are at question number 12 that you have and now we don't have the answer to it. So most uh, most chatbots you know, sort of leave you unsatisfied, as I say. But we try to take you all of the way. Nice. Anu, for the folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more about you or your company, how can they reach out to you? They can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, they can reach out to me on my website. Uh, so I'm definitely on, you know, on LinkedIn. You can just Google up my name. I also am at anu.shukla.pro.ai. So I'm very open and happy to talk to people. Sounds good. I know we have about just a couple of minutes left to go in this first segment, but I want to slide in one more question because in our, our prep conversation, you mentioned something about the, the value to the customers and you uh, shared a story about how new products get created potentially from the conversations that you're capturing. Can you speak to some of that right here in, in like three minutes? Sure. So basically we, we, uh, we take all these conversations. So one of the big parts of our product is analytical insights, actionable insights. So we are analyzing all of the information from the conversations and we are producing insights for our clients. So one of our clients, which is in the it's a big massage franchise, actually found out that uh, people were asking a lot about acne and they had never concerned about acne products, about acne reactions. And they were able to come up with a line of products around acne uh, just because they were able to get, understand, analyze the voice of the customer from these conversations. And so that was a new product line that did very well for them. And they would not have found out about it unless they had analyzed or received the insights from the conversational dashboard. Good stuff. That's a good spot to take a break. We're going to talk more about that uh, analytical dashboard uh, after we come back here. But Anu, sit tight for a second. You can grab some more coffee. For you who are watching and listening, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back on Behind the Numbers after this quick commercial break. Black Friday used to mean long lines and deals gone in a flash. That was Black Friday then. This is Black Friday now. This year, Target has Black Friday deals all November, with new deals each week, in-store and on Target.com. So you can get all the Black Friday savings without all the Black Friday stress. No matter how you shop, it's Black Friday now at Target. Is everything ready for tomorrow? Planning, shopping, Caring, washing, slicing, dodging, chopping, weeping, mashing, grating. And now, what oil are you going to use to cook all that effort? Introducing Bertole Cooking Olive Oil. Ideal for cooking. Bertoli, elevate your every meal. Welcome to Rowan Medicine's new facility in Sewell, home to Rowan Family Medicine. 
When you need a trusted physician for your whole family, Rowan Medicine is here for you. We provide routine wellness and preventative care appointments. We help guide you through diagnosis and treatment for a variety of illnesses. And we even connect you with other healthcare specialists. Call today to make an appointment or go to rowanmedicine.com. It's Walmart's Black Friday deals for days. Get $87 Chromebooks and score other huge deals this Friday in-store. Shop Walmart's Black Friday deals for days. And welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder, and today we're talking about marketing automation with Anu Shukla, who is the co-founder and executive chair at Botco AI. So Anu, we ended the first segment uh, with you alluding to um, data, right? And, and I want to start the second segment in talking about how you are capturing it and utilizing it for your client's advantage here. And again, not asking you to give away the, uh, the secret sauce, but any insight you might be able to share and how the data is being utilized would be a great insight for all folks who are watching and listening. Right, so people put us either on their Facebook page, uh, we work in uh, Facebook Messenger, or they put us on their, on their website. And basically we have an avatar that pops up, however they want to position it, and we can have these conversations that have already been pre-programmed and built and in natural language. And we're gathering, you know, we're capturing every one of these data points. When is the conversation taking place? How many messages? Actual transcripts of the conversation. And we're gathering it all the time. So whether you know your people or your calls may be available, you know, during business hours, we're uh, awake and the AI is talking to you and gathering information on weekends and evenings and nights. And the dashboard is actually gathering, you know, uh, you know, putting all this data together and analyzing and presenting you in a format <clears throat> where you can actually take some action around it. So what are the main topics of the conversation? Where did we not answer the question correctly? Where do we think there's a better match? Where did it fall completely? That's the training you are. So you can actually go in and change and add better answers or better matches as we call them, um, or even add more knowledge into the knowledge base because you didn't anticipate certain questions that are coming up. For example, in the case of our customer, the one about acne products, they had no answer to that. So then they came up with the answer because the question was coming up so often. Um, and then it looks at, you know, where, you know, where did the conversation fall off? Like, why did it drop off? And then it also looks at the major topics of questions that people had and gives you this trending line. So you're actually able to analyze the voice of the customer in real time. And that is what we call actionable insights. And um, that's the benefit of having an enterprise level product that has this type of analytical capability along with the conversational capability. As a consumer, I just have to ask you a question, and I recognize these are different platforms, but for all of us who have ever shouted into the phone, agent, 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 th does the, the AI component in the chatbot world recognize frustration and allow someone to take it to a different level? Yes, we call that sentiment analysis. So we can actually look at how many negative words you've said in a sentence hmm. and determine whether you are being you're really negative you're being sarcastic or, uh, you know, it, it's just a normal conversation. 
So that's what we call our sentiment analysis meter. And we are also trained on certain words, especially in a healthcare or a behavioral health or mental health, you know, sort of uh, environment to understand words that uh, require you to be transferred to a black agent, even if you don't ask for it. So people could say, I don't feel safe in my home. And we would say, you know, you must call 911 or please call us at this number to talk to a counselor immediately, transferring you to a live agent now. So we recognize not safe uh, home as keywords that trigger off an emergency response. So yeah. those are all you know, pre-programmed uh, and the AI is trained to handle it. Yeah, that, that's a great point when you talk about healthcare, you know, mental health or otherwise. Uh, I mean, you've got to probably walk a fine line between the, the HIPAA disclosure requirements and, and the conversations that you're having. How do you navigate that? So again, um, at the enterprise level, you know, broad difference comes through because we do have to have regulatory compliance to work with healthcare information. So uh, to be HIPAA compliant, um, there's certain rules you have to follow. For example, you need the customer or the patient to give you multiple pieces of information to be able to actually contact them or use that information. Also, you have to treat healthcare data in a very safe manner, so it cannot be dis disclosed, it cannot be uh, transported in an insecure manner. So all of those you know, compliance methods we have to go through, harden our systems, and follow each one of these guidelines to be able to say that we're HIPAA compliant. And we provide a business associates agreement guaranteeing that to our healthcare clients. I know for the folks who want to get in touch with you and want to learn more, how can they do that? Um, they can reach me through my website. They can also reach me through my LinkedIn. And then I've given you my uh, website, my email, which is anu.shukla at .co.ai. You can reach me by sending me an email as well. Great. Thank you for that. I want to shift the conversation to your, what I would call, journey of entrepreneurship. I mean, you've, you've done an awful lot. Um, so let me just ask you, if you could, very briefly, just to fill in the rest of your story that you didn't touch on in the opening, and then uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of the lessons learned along the way. Sure. So after Rubric, which was surprising for us that it was a quick exit and a huge success for our investors and our employees, I understand, when we sold the company, we had 65 employees and all of them became millionaires, except with the exception of a few. Um, and, uh, you know, that was very satisfying. So you could say that I was definitely enjoying the entrepreneurial journey at that time. And rather than take, I took a little bit of time off, but I could decided to work on my next venture because I really liked the experience of working with putting together a team, creating something from nothing, and being able to you know, work with smart people every day and solve problems for potential customers. The next company I did was a company called MyBuys. MyBuys um, was all about, it was a recommendation engine for those people that are not Amazon. So you, know, you, you see this method of saying, people who like this also like this, um, and we were doing that for so mid-market retailers. And that company went on to raise about $98 million, actually, not as capital efficient. And it was a long journey, but it eventually did get acquired. 
um, after that, I did a company called TapJoy. Uh, TapJoy started off as my offer pal and was basically a platform to help uh, through performance advertising monetize uh, virtual, you know, monetize games and people to sell their virtual currency. And uh, we were one of the first ones to offer that service on Facebook. And because Facebook grew so fast, the games on it grew fast, and so did our uh, revenues. And I think that was the one company I remember that uh, we went to like a hundred million in revenue within a year, a year and a half, hmm. and extremely profitable, about thirty percent. It had a long journey that this company, you know, uh, you know, we moved over to mobile, but most people were playing games, and we were monetized on Android and Apple, and actually moved away from Facebook and moved away from the web uh, completely. But just three weeks ago, that company got acquired. Capture got acquired for about four hundred million dollars. <laughs> so I can say I have a billion dollars net. Meanwhile, I was doing a, a loyalty payments company that was doing fine for rewards pay, and it's still fine. But the pandemic has certainly affected us, since many of our clients are airlines and hotels, and they were affected by the pandemic, and their loyalty programs were affected. So um, that's something that you know I'm it's still ongoing venture, and then I got together with my co-founders, one of my co-founders from Rubric, my first company, and our, uh, another co-founder Rebecca, and we started .co AI a few years ago, and uh, it's going really well. During the pandemic, we were drawn into healthcare because healthcare had to get to be digital and virtual overnight, literally because of the pandemic. And um, the company is you know, growing well. We raised about two point six million dollars in pre-seed and seed funding, and um, we have a lot of clients in senior living, behavioral health, other healthcare, consumer health, um, and um, and I'm very very excited about the new capabilities that we're bringing with the AI and the use of chat technologies to enterprises that we feel that this is sort of you know groundbreaking platform shift in marketing automation that we are going to be contributing to. Yeah, that's a great story. And as I've joked with you before, it sounds like you don't have time for a hobby. But uh, that said, I, I'm, I'm guessing we have close to about five minutes or so to go here. I'm looking at the clock and I don't want to take you down a rabbit hole. But I'd like to tap into that experience if we could. I mean, you've done it all, right? So you've done the team building thing. You've done the capital raises. You've done the successful exits. So if you're talking to the entrepreneurs and business owners in our audience right now, what are some of the best things you can share with them in terms of you know, how not to make mistakes and, and what's the best advice? Your topics, your choice in terms of what you want to share. Sure. I mean, there's so much to share. Um, exactly. I would say that you better like this entrepreneur journey because it's not easy. So if you have any rosy, you know, I love it, but it's really full of ups and downs. And even for the very successful companies, you know, one day it's going fantastically and the next day it's like, uh, you know, a sales candidate that you really wanted, you know, didn't join. Somebody quit that you really liked and you really needed them. A customer, through no fault of your own, has decided they don't want your product. And uh, competition has come out and just copied you and they're creating quite a noise in the marketplace. So it's a very dynamic environment, but it's always full of ups and downs. So you better like that. There can be some pretty dark days, 
and you should have a good support system to get you through that. Um, <clears throat> so you better be passionate about what you're doing. Now, the other thing, being a serial entrepreneur, uh, and not all of the ventures are as successful as the others. So I want to know, how do you know it's going to be successful? So in my experience, if you've actually felt the pain um, of a problem, then you're going to be creating a better product with a closer product market. But I think one of the most important things is to know when to pivot. Because rarely do you get it right the first time. I'll give you the example of um, my buys. My buys actually started as a supply chain product called, and we call the company Rubicon Soft. Uh, and it was really all about letting people forecast demand at a skew level. And it was a licensed software that the companies were going to purchase on-prem licenses for. But the world had moved on to SaaS. And, um, you know, we didn't find a good market and had to pivot quickly um, and efficiently into the e-commerce recommendation engine, which kind of used that skew level data that we had in the system. And so pivots are possible. Even TapJoy was a pivot. It was a pivot to Facebook games and it was a pivot to uh, move to the platform of mobile phones because that's what was necessary to survive. So you have to have the ability not to be so wedded to your original idea that you can't make these changes to get to the proper market and the product market fit. And then lastly, I would not uh, undersell the idea of luck. There is a bunch of luck involved. And of course, luck favors the prepared mind. However, you know, if you don't have that element of luck, it's somehow it's like, hey, I'm just doing all the right things and it's just not working. And uh, that also happens. And as an entrepreneur, you have to be pretty tough to get through that as well. Yeah, that's great stuff. We have literally about 90 seconds to go here, but I want to slide in one more thing because you talked about support system. And I've heard from so many business owners this idea that it's lonely at the top and they lay awake at night feeling that they're the only ones who are wrestling with the solution. So can you just expound a little bit more on the support system in maybe 60 seconds, Anu? So I think one of the things that you need to have is um, a good understanding with your team. Um, so if you can't have a hierarchical organization where you're like pulling the shots and telling, you know, the dictator. I think you have to have a, a, a team that you respect and work with and be able to share with them. But you also have to have a good understanding in relationship with your board. So you can go tell them anything and they won't sort of judge you. And in fact, there'll be a sounding board. So the best board members are the ones that are available to help you there. But you also have to have an external you know, a support system of friends, family, mentors, uh, and peers outside your company that will also tell you the truth, tell you how it is, and you can bounce ideas off of them. And one of the most important things is for you to have a good relationship with your lawyer. And so getting, I always say that selecting the right lawyer is probably more important than selecting the right accounting firm because that lawyer is going to have a lot of a good lawyer is going to have very good advice for you in terms of the corporate, um, you know, matters and as well as the transactional matters in an MSA or, you know, in a relationship. So I think having a good relationship with a legal counsel whenever you can afford it as a company 
is also very important, selecting the right. That's great advice. I wish we had another half hour to go here, but unfortunately, we are out of time. Andre, thank you so much for joining us today on Behind the Numbers. It was great chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Hopefully, we'll have you back again. And, well. and hopefully, we'll have you back again, and we can continue this conversation. I know you've got a lot more to share. You take care, and for you folks watching and listening at home, thank you so much for joining us. As I always say, we can't do it without you. Uh, please be sure to hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're looking at. And in closing, just want to remind everyone that I'm the guy that my clients turn to when they want to know what their most important assets are worth. So if you'd like to know what that's all about, please hit me up on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter, and we'll have a conversation. My name is Dave Bookbinder, and I'll see you next time on Behind the Numbers. Take care, everybody.